Everything in my life pulls me towards gratitude. Everything. From the time I get up in the morning and uh, see my two cats, to the ocean, to talking to you, to seeing a client, to, it just is all gratitude. Uh, you know, I find it difficult to understand how people don't experience that. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George and Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with us, we have Dr. Faye Mandel. She developed the self-empowerment model, which teaches people how to come to and stay in the present moment. This approach signals the inevitable trend towards the merger of the hard sciences with the psychology of consciousness and awareness. She wrote the GPS to self-empowerment, that has been translated into six languages and has been having raving reviews. Welcome, Faye, to, to the Gratitude Podcast. Thank you so much for, for being here with us. My pleasure. So, uh, firstly, let us know a little bit more about you, some of the things that are quite interesting that I, I didn't um, manage to get across uh, in this uh, short introduction. Okay, so I have a PhD in psychology, a master's in clinical psych, and a, P and a PhD in counseling psych. And I was living in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and I was practicing. And it was good, but it wasn't great. <laughs> and uh, Einstein, who is a, uh, was a very intimidating figure for me, but now is my friend, I actually call him Al, um, he told us that you can't solve a problem with the information used to create the problem. So the experience of uh, what I learned in uh, my PhD program is that the way that you dealt with psychological issues is that you talked about them. And so you are talking about the very thing that you want to get rid of. So of course that didn't make very much sense to me, but I didn't know what else to do because that's what I was taught in school. So I was living in Cambridge and I decided, I didn't decide, there's an informal rule in Cambridge, Massachusetts, USA, that you have to go to school no matter how many letters or numbers you have after your name. It's just like this informal rule. So everybody has to be learning all the time. So I went to the Cambridge Adult Education uh, Department and I, the book was about this thick. I mean, I wasn't going to oh go God. through the whole thing. Nor did I know at that time that random is the order of the universe. So I put my finger down on a course, and it was called Quantum Physics and the Face of God. I thought I was going to take uh, meditation or photography or something. So number one, I had never taken a physics course in all of my studies through a PhD, never took a physics course. Didn't know what quantum physics was as opposed to any other kind of physics. And I'm not a particularly religious person. I'm very culturally Jewish, but I'm not religious. So I could not figure out why I was guided to this quantum physics in the face of God. But I took it. It was a Friday night, Saturday and Sunday, and it was given by Fred Allen Wolf, who is a wonderful quantum physicist. And he changed my life and, and everybody's life 
that runs into me since that moment in time. Because he explained to me E equals MC squared. That's Einstein's famous equation. And what it means is that energy equals mass times the speed of light squared. So that if we could go 286,000 miles per second squared, we would all be white light and nothing would be solid. And I said, what? That's ridiculous. This is a desk here. This is a computer here. What do you mean it would just be white light? And that started my journey to um, find out about something that's called reality is not what it seems. And I um, studied it through studying quantum physics. And quantum physics doesn't play by the rules of regular um, Newtonian physics. So here in this world, two and two equals four. But in the quantum world, two and two could equal 286 plus a banana, if that was what your experience is. So, you know, so what is that all about? How could two and two equal 286 plus a banana? And in the quantum world, something could be in several places at once. How could that be? How could you be in several places at once? And something in New York could influence something in Japan without any transfer of energy. How could that be? How could one body influence another body without any transfer of energy? And I could go on and on and on and on and on about how the quantum world works. It's the world of the very small. And we're made up of gazillions of these atoms that are very, very, very small. And so I figured if we could operate, if we could figure out how they operate, we just times it times a gazillion and we'll get a whole different experience of what life's about and what life is supposed to be and how it's supposed to be. And uh, I've been on that journey for 30, 35 years now. Wow. This is, this is fascinating. And I, I absolutely love the subject and um I think it's very interesting that you you come from a very scientific mind and uh um you got to experience this this other part as well and to and what 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 you just explained makes makes so much sense and I was thinking about what we're doing right now I'm in Romania uh, in a in a certain part of the world you are in the states in another part of the world and our listeners are basically from all around the world from australia to canada to the uk and many many other places in the world you know we're, that's so living, interesting we're living a quantum experience that's what we're doing hey exactly so, so the culprit of the of the whole malaise of what's going on with the human condition today is that um, there are, when the sperm hit the egg and you became you, you were given natural codes about how to be a human. And those codes are given information through the membranes of our cells. So membranes of our cells, which are, there are gazillions, very smart. They sense and they react and they say, this is good for you, go forward. This is bad for you, go away. So that's a zero one. And just like our computer, it would not mean anything unless it was coded, okay? So, but the computer is coded by humans. We are coded by nature. So a lion knows how to be a lion, cat knows how to be a cat, and we know how to be humans, except that we don't ever pay attention to that because in order to pay attention to your natural codes, your mind has to be quiet so that your body can be loud. 
okay? So what happens though, is everybody's mind is so uh, running away with itself. People are, I ask people how much time in the day they spend thinking, and they say 98% of the time. I said, well, that's amazing, because I can spend an entire day and not think one thing. Um, because when you think about something, you move in linear time. Therefore, thought is not in the present moment. Therefore, it's an abstraction and can put, you can put into an abstraction all sorts of things that aren't real. But when you're in the moment and you're in direct experience, then you see info, information or pattern. You don't see information or data. So when you're thinking, you get information or data. When you're experiencing, you get in formation or pattern. So, and our natural codes, so our cells give us simultaneously information to our natural codes, and we pick out the right pattern of codes to be in right action for that moment. Because it all happens simultaneously. And so the head is not involved in being human at all. The head is here for innovation and creativity, and it must be quiet. If it's full of junk, it can't be creative because it can't connect to the present moment because it's already thinking about three o'clock in the afternoon or what happened yesterday or what this gentleman said or, or this person didn't want my product. Whatever it is that's going on, dilute your ability to be creative in the moment and um, listen to the natural codes of your body. So you don't think very much, you just use it as a tool because thinking is a tool. It's just like a hammer. If you want to put up a picture, you take the nail and you take the hammer out of the toolbox, you put the nail up and you hammer the nail and then you put the picture up, right? And then you put the hammer back in the toolbox. You don't hammer your kids or you don't hammer your husband or you don't hammer your friends. It's a tool and you use it and then you put it away. But thought has gone out of control and people use it for the most absurd, absurd reasons. They go to the future and attach themselves to an outcome that's bad. Now, why would somebody do that without having any real data about what's going to happen? They do that so they can feel in control. Okay, because they control their thoughts, but they can't control reality. So, you know, the best way players of mice and men. So, and then reality comes in and, and you have nothing to do with that except to bring your A game to what you do. And when you're in the present moment, you're driven by six drivers. These are the drivers that drive behavior when you're in your natural state. And they are service, compassion, Integrity, accountability, courage, and gratitude. Okay? So that gratitude is one of the basic drivers of natural codes and of being human. If you don't experience ongoing gratitude, you don't know what it's like to be human. Um, and so many people are so busy being unhappy <laughs> that they don't experience any gratitude. So, I mean, I get a good morning and I experience gratitude and I see the beautiful sun and, and I experience gratitude and I hug my kids and I experience gratitude and I uh, talk to you and I experience gratitude. I can't believe you're in Romania because it brings back all these wonderful memories for me about Romania. So, 
it just is such, I'm so grateful that you're where you are because it just makes me feel like I'm home in some strange way, you know? And if you were in Lithuania or if you were in, you know, uh, Zimbabwe, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel that way. But, you, you know, you're so random is the order of the universe. And so I feel gratitude. I feel gratitude all day long. And there is a particular reason why I feel gratitude, but um, I felt it before this event happened to me. So I can even tell you about the event, but we only have 30 minutes. So I, I, uh, I'm going to leave that up to you, whether you'd like to hear about the event or whether we can just go on. Well, it's actually one of my questions. Like, I always love to ask uh, my guests how they, they got to experience gratitude for the first time and what got them to uh, take this habit um, on and to, to, cre to create um, beautiful days and uh, months and years of gratitude. Beautiful moments, every, every moment. Everybody asks me, how, how am I doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I am just so So um, I've, I've, I've felt that from when I was born. I mean, I was a dancer when I was born, a classical ballet dancer. And so I always understood the world through rhythm and motion. And that's gratitude right there. I mean, you just, when you are actually feeling things and knowing and having the difference between a fact and the truth, because a fact is an objective, like two and two equals four, but the truth is subjective. Like when you go to the ocean, I live right across the street from the ocean, so you, mm -hmm. I go across from to the ocean and, and I watch the sunrise, I am filled with gratitude and awe. You can't not feel them. So it's just uh, a universal feeling that everybody has. They just don't tap into it. So the biggest one was uh, three and a half years ago, I was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And um, then I had two weeks before I got a second opinion and I went up to Johns Hopkins, which is a very big, important hospital in the United States. And the doctor said to me, well, you know, the good news is you're a candidate for this seven and a half hour operation. I didn't think that was such good news, but he told me it's good news. <laughs> and he said, the other thing is, is that it doesn't feel like pancreatic cancer to me. I do a hundred of these every year and it, I won't know until I open you up, but it doesn't feel like pancreatic cancer. So I said, okay. So um, two weeks later I had my operation and it wasn't indeed pancreatic cancer. It was intestinal cancer, which is much less virulent, much easier to deal with. Okay. And um, so I had a little uh, metastasizing in my lungs, just a little few nodules. So I have to take chemo pills every five days on and every five days off but I am perfect. I have more energy than I ever had in my life. I have more gratitude than I've ever had in my life. I do Bikram yoga. I was at Bikram yoga at six o'clock this morning, an hour and a half hot yoga. I do it three or four times a week. I, I, I swear it's the thing that's saving me. Um, and I um, recognize that I was gifted with a resurrection. And um, how many people have a resurrection after many people? So I am so grateful for that. And it just it took my gratitude to another whole entire level. I was always grateful, always, because I like who I am and I feel great about, you know, what I do and how I help other people. And um, that's what I like my purpose. And I have three beautiful children who are all mega successful. And, um, and I am uh, uh, in the most beautiful place in the world. I'm right across the street from the ocean in Florida, which is warm and beautiful. Everybody's snowing and 
and cold and I'm warm and beautiful and so I'm great. Everything in my life so pulls me towards gratitude. Everything. From the time I get up in the morning and uh, see my two cats to the ocean to talking to you to seeing a client to it just is all gratitude. Uh, you know, I find it difficult to understand how people don't experience that. Um, wow. but, yes, but most of the people I know do not. They're wow. always in the future wanting something that they don't have or they're in the past wishing that they should have done something different or they're focused on other people comparing or judging or negating or they're focused in but only on what's wrong with them. Only on negative self-help. And that's the axis of my model. So it's future, past, other people and things, and negative self-talk. And that's the beginning of the GPS, because you find you use that to get back to this place called the present moment. But in words, in English, it's called I am. Am is a present verb that lets you know you're in the present moment, and I is a pronoun that lets you know that your attention is in listening to the membranes of yourselves, listening to the natural codes of your body, and acting in right action in relationship to the universe. Beautiful, beautiful. I, I love that perspective of uh, everything around me uh, draws me to gratitude. I, I love that perspective and I think it's, it's amazing to, to feel that and to, to, experience, uh, to experience that every day. And, every, every moment. Um, I, I'm going I'm to collapse it to not even a day. Moment by moment by moment. Because when you're not thinking, you're present, and so you can, you're driven by one or a combination of those six drivers, and gratitude is always one of, this, one of the combinations of drivers that I use in my life. Mm. And, okay, so <laughs> how can our listeners also experience this? How can, uh, how can they get into the present moment and get drawn to gratitude? So... In order to be in the present moment, you have to know where you are in time and space. That's the key. The key is not to talk about what happened to you when you were a little girl or what happened in your marriage or that you got this problem or you got fired from that. I mean, it's just ridiculous what, what traditional psychotherapy is all about. And so you have to know where you are in time and space and you listen to your thoughts, but you listen very differently. You don't listen to the content you listen to how the thought was created, the actual words that create that thought so that you can figure out where you are in time and space. So I'll give you an example. If I say the sentence, well, what if I don't make my numbers this month, which I hear a lot in business when I talk to a lot of business people. So what happens if I don't make my numbers this month? You don't have to go any further than what if. Because what if is future. So it takes you to the future. So now you know where you are. And if a GPS is, you can't get to where you want to get to, which is the I am, uh, unless you know where you are. Okay, so what if is a future word? Should have, could have, would have is a past word. He, she, they, the government, the institutions, the company, other people and things words. And uh, negative self-talk is I'm too short, I'm too tall, I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm too fat, I'm too whatever it is that people used to negate themselves. So first you identify where you are in time and space, and then you come back to the feeling that you didn't take an action on. Because every feeling that we have is information to take an action on 
to come back to the present moment and to connect to the superior intelligence of your body. You get a cut on Tuesday, right? And on uh, next, the following Monday, the cut is gone. How does the body know how to do that? It's, it's got superior intelligence. If it knows how to heal a cut, it knows how to recalibrate you back to the present moment. So what you have to do instead of not paying attention to the feelings, you have to embrace the feelings. And the three basic feelings that nature gave us to recalibrate ourselves back to the present are anxiety, frustration, and sadness. Things which our culture in America have all charged negatively. Anxiety, there are more women on anti-anxiety drugs in America than in any other drug in the world. There are frustration, never allowed to be frustrated here. No problem, I'll stay till 12 o'clock. No problem, I'll work on Sunday. No frustration is allowed. And sadness never, particularly with men. Okay, but sadness is information that closes an experience. Frustration is information that says make a different choice. And anxiety is a feeling that says you're losing your focus. So each one of those, when you pay attention to them, it's like turning on the key to the car. It jumpstarts the superior intelligence of your body. Because there is a physics principle that says body's emotion, stay at motion, body's at rest, stay at rest until you jumpstart them. So you jumpstart them by your attention because your attention is energy. So you put your attention directly on the feeling, it jumpstarts it, and then the body does the action automatically. That's how simple it is. But nobody believes it's that simple. You have to write a 500-page book or you have to have 25 different researches. It's just, it's ridiculous. If you go to a different paradigm, which is quantum physics, which is time and space, which is relativity, which is the world of the very small, then, then it becomes very simple. You just live by actions. You do, because you, that's how you experience life. And that's how you connect to the six drivers, and one of them is gratitude. So that's how you get there. It's already in there. You just have to pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Actually, this is one of uh, the reasons why the podcast exists, to, to help people find the gratitude that's already within them. And I loved what you said about, um, about the three, about uh, gratitude, uh, about uh, anxiety, about yeah, sadness frustration. and frustration. I think... Uh, Indeed, we've been taught to to do something about them, but in uh, like to take medication or to do other things that don't actually go to the root of the problem. They just solve the surface uh, part. And I think what you just said is, is quite quite amazing and uh, really really interesting. Taking in, into consideration the part about um, the intelligence of, of the body and yes. how how we're actually supported to to deal with this. We are. We have everything that we need from the skin inward. There's a wonderful book by Joseph Campbell called The Inner Reaches of Outer Space, in which, in which he postulates that we are as vast from the skin inward as the universe is from the skin outward. Actually, we're the microcosm of the macrocosm. And so... Um, it's all in here, but we know we never pay attention. Our focus is always out. The culture has conditioned us to focus out on other people and things and or in the future or in the past. It's never, um, I'm so sorry about this, it's never um, just being present, 
listening to your body, and then taking the right action to have the best experience you can. That's how simple it is. There are no charges in this world. You know, there are no positives and no negatives. There just isn't. Even my diagnosis of pancreatic cancer, no charge. I mean, it is what it is, and you had to deal with it, you know? But, but the point is, some people get so negatively charged or positively charged that, that they don't understand that a positive and a negative cancel each other out, and you can see the truth. No charge. Just what is so, and how can we make the best use of what is so? And be grateful that we have the experience of what is so. Because we're on this earth for a very short period of time. That's so true. That's mm -hmm. so true. And uh, I think it's it's such a such a powerful idea to to look at life from from this perspective and to understand that we we do have this choice and. Um, it's it's something that we can uh, we can focus on and it can really make a big difference in our life, isn't it? So I'm going to do a quick little exercise for the for the people who are watching. Thank to you. See, so here is a pen and here is a lighter. Okay, so I want you to put your attention on the lighter. This one. Okay. Now take it off the lighter and put it on the pen. Now take it off the pen and put it back on the lighter. Now take it off the lighter and put it on me. Did you feel you had the capacity to choose where to put your attention? Right? You chose, which I told you which one to look at, but you then put your attention on that one, put your attention on that one. Okay, so you can take your attention off your thoughts and put it on your body. You can do this. It's very simple. You have the capacity. You just did it with a pen and a, and a lighter. You can do it with thoughts and, and feelings. So you take your attention off the thoughts and you put it on listening to the information from your body, and life changes. It's as simple as that. But you are the activator of this because you are choosing where to put your attention. You, most people don't even know that they have the capacity to make a choice like that. You know, they're so pulled into everything. They're so pulled by by things happening to them and they go in, into reaction and personalizing them and all this other stuff that they don't even know that they have a choice to take it off those stupid thoughts and put them on to the experience of the body and participate moment by moment in your life experiences unless you choose to think. If you choose, then you're going to find your creative connection. Right? Okay, so if, uh, let's say, some of our listeners are really uh, find find it really hard to to focus inward. They are very uh, focused on everything that's going on outside of them, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, and mm -hmm. they they want to to get back to to get back to in inward and to have more choice in their life. What what can they do? They can practice taking a pen and a lighter and putting your attention over here, and then putting your attention over here. You can go outside and say, okay, I'm gonna put my attention on the trees. Uh, and when, when you put your attention on natural things, then you find out that they're not just trees, but they have an intention. So when you look at a tree, which I'm looking at right now, and then people walk by and say, oh, isn't that a beautiful tree? It's, it's green. But a tree's intention is to let you know 
that life is continuous and goes on and um, and that it's fed by the earth because it gets its water and its nutrients from the earth and so you have to be careful you have to preserve the earth and you have to preserve the climate so that the trees can live it tells you this but of course nobody listens so <laughs> nobody hears it but it's actually taught it's communicating with you. Everything in nature is communicating with everything else because we're all connected. Right? So if you just practice t- putting your attention on what you want to put your attention on, it's so simple things. I'm going to put attention on a tree. I'm going to put attention on an apple. I'm going to put attention on um, the person that I'm talking to. And, what, what, and you... Take it off the stuff that's going on inside your head because once you stop paying to the attention to the stuff that goes on in your head, it no longer goes on because it's attention that fuels the thoughts. Mm. That makes a lot of sense and it's, mm. it's so powerful. And I, I was just doing uh, what you just said and it was so interesting how uh, for me it was it was an experience of, of gratitude because I was looking at the tree and I was appreciating it in a new way with a, with a new perspective and uh, it made so much sense and it, it felt so good. Yes, it feels so good. It feels so good. Everything, everything feels wonderful because feelings are just information to tell you to create the right actions so that you can have this wonderful dynamic relationship with the universe i mean that's what it's all about you are part of this universe you're connected to it through your consciousness and you just have to appreciate the beauty of that i mean it just and how could you not be grateful to be part of something so awesome as the universe (laughs) it just I mean, everything else becomes sort of mundane when you're talking about being connected to the universe right that's true that's true and indeed it's it's a really beautiful feeling and just just the idea of being connected and being uh being part of something uh it's it's just something that that makes us feel so good and it makes us feel so so grateful knowing that um we are part of something bigger and that we are uh we are safe and that things are happening uh, for us, actually. Yes, absolutely. I was with um, uh, a person about a week and a half ago, and she hadn't seen me since I got sick. And so she was the administrator of this woman who's president of a very big company here in America that I know very well. So I went up to her office and I go, because <clears throat> she's busy doing her stuff. And she turns around and she starts to cry. She says, Faye, you look so wonderful. It's a miracle. I'm so happy. And I said, look, it took that, my diagnosis, to make her realize that miracles happen moment by moment by moment in this world. And I said, so I guess it's not, you know, I guess that was part of the experience of my illness is to make people feel that, you know, that you can get better, you can recover, and you can be better better than you were before you got sick. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's mm-hmm. beautiful and very empowering for, because I, I think that many of us have all kinds of uh, smaller illnesses and things that 
uh, aren't great health-related. Health and uh, it can be really empowering to know that we can have a different perspective on, on them, you know? And um, yeah, I think this is, this is a really good tip for, for our listeners. Yes, absolutely. They really need to understand that they create their own reality. That's the other thing that happens in quantum physics. So you recognize that the observer is not separate from the observed. So there is no objective reality out there. You create it. So if you're going to create your reality, then why would you create conflict and pain and suffering? Why would you create joy and gratitude and courage and love? And I mean, it just, it doesn't make sense not to do that. Hmm. The That's only difference is you have to feel that you have the choice. And you feel you have that choice when you're in the present moment because you know it. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And um, since we're nearing the end of our time together, I, I want to ask you, who are the people in your life that, that made the difference that, that you're really grateful for? So, I, you know, there were a couple of people that just crashed quickly in front of my mind. But I guess I have to say that the most important one was my father because he believed in me. I mean, I was the first one to go to graduate school in our family. I was the first one who said I wanted to get a doctorate. They all laughed. They thought that was funny. Um, and um, he, when I was a little girl, he told me I had stamina. And to this day, if you ask me what my strength is in my life, I say stamina because that's how I feel. Um, and um, he was really important. And I had several mentors in college that helped me to focus. My dancing teachers helped me. But the most important person now in my life are my children. My children call me every day. They um, experience so much love for me that um, it's, it is the way it's supposed to be between parents and children. And I wrote another book. It's called The Children's Book for Parents. And so that book has a... Uh, uh, 17 vignettes in it. So there's a uh, typical conflict between a parent and a child. Then the next paragraph is what's going on in the mind of the child. And then the next paragraph is a replay where the parents go into the world of the child. They don't demand that the child go into the world of the parents. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do with my children. And they are all mega successful in the real world, but they're mega successful in their human relationships. They're all married. They're all, um, you know, running big companies and doing big things. And, um, and they're all humble and grateful. Humble and grateful. Amazing. Amazing. So thank you so much for, for sharing that with us. And, Thank you for, for all of your time and for everything that you've shared with us today and for being here with us. And um, I also wanted to ask you, where can our audience find you? Where can our audience find your books? So you can find my books on Amazon. <laughs> it's very easy. And uh, my website is being, B-E-I-N-G-present, P-R-E-S-E-N-T.com. And my email is Faye, F-A-Y-E, Mandel, M-A-N-D-E-L-L-0-3, at gmail.com. Perfect, perfect. 
anybody in the world who wants to talk to me. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Thank you very much for for everything. And um, if you have a closing thoughts for for our listeners, something that you would like our listeners to to think about at the end of our uh, I don't want interview. them to think about it. I ah, want them to perfect. feel it. Okay. I don't want them thinking. I want them feeling, and I okay. want them to feel absolute gratitude for having a life. Not what's in it, but. But having a life itself is enough. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. My absolute pleasure. It was a wonderful experience to know you. Hey, Gratitude Seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.